This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. With the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. What should the Jets expect from you? Um, a lot of wins. And now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. This week, we are joined by two different guests, Scott Mason of our own site. We're going to preview the Jets-Giants game, which will be kicking off tomorrow night. Uh, and then we're going to talk with Brian Costello from the New York Post, wrapping up New York Jets training camp, which closed as of Wednesday. We're going to talk about some players who are going to surprise on sticking on the final 53, some players who are going to surprise on not making the final 53, and also talk about our biggest takeaways from camp this year. Before we jump into the podcast, we got a special offer for our Turn on the Jets listeners, and most specifically for our daily fantasy football players and sports bettors. We don't want you getting crushed by the pros anymore. We know they all got their algorithms. We know they beat up on all the uh, common folk out there. We want you to use the quantedge.com so you have the tools you need to play like a pro. They have a lineup optimizer, an injury tool, wide receiver cornerback matchups, and a head-to-head tool. You'll be armed with everything you need to win. Make up to 150 lineups in seconds, get a true understanding of a player's value, see the week's matchups to exploit, and compare two players to help you make that decision what you are on the fence about, which you will not be on the fence about if you use thequantedge.com. That's the, Q-U-A-N-T, edge.com. It doesn't stop with their groundbreaking tools either. With 10 industry experts on staff, you'll also get exclusive access to over 20 betting and fantasy articles and podcasts per week. And you could join the TQE community by participating in their premium membership chat. We at TOJ have a special deal for our loyal listeners and website readers. Use the promo code TURNONJETS and you get 15% off their season-long subscription. But you have to act fast as this deal is only valid for today, August 23rd. Again, that's 15% off at thequantedge.com. Use the promo code TURNONJETS. If you're playing Daily Fantasy, if you're going to gamble on sports this year because of your New Jersey residents, like yours truly will be doing, take advantage of this deal. Wouldn't steer you wrong. Big fan of the guys who are working over at that site. So quantedge.com, promo code TURNONJETS. All right, let's jump into our two different interviews we have tonight. First up, Scott Mason, then Brian Costello. All right. Let's talk Jets Giants. Scott, how are you feeling about this game Friday? What is the main thing that you're going to be looking for and what are your expectations for this team? I'll be honest with you, Joe. The one thing that goes through my mind that I'm looking for is please nobody get hurt because I have memories of Mark Sanchez basically ending his Jets career in that game a bunch of years ago. I have memories of Chad Pennington having his first major injury, the wrist injury back in 2003 in that game. So that's the main thing that I'm concerned about is please nobody get hurt. Beyond that, I'd like to see Sam Darnold continue his progress. I know a lot of people think he took a step back this past game, but I think that really was more a function of the game plan and what he was asked to do because he wasn't really asked to do all that much. So we'll see what they end up doing with him, but I'd like to see him continue to progress. Beyond that, I mean, I don't really know what else you're really looking for at this point. You've kind of followed through camp. You've kind of followed through the preseason. 
it's mostly about Darnold and, and some of the guys that we're going to be looking at seeing in the regular season aren't going to be out there anyway. Like Terrell Pryor is not going to play. Quincy Newman's not going to play. So certain guys have been nicked up and banged up. They're not going to risk it. So I guess it's Darnold and please nobody get hurt is what it boils down to for me, Joe. Yeah, I think the main thing that I'm going to be looking for is outside of Darnold, who I think basically just needs to be competent, and he will lock down the starting job for week one against Detroit. And I think he was competent against Washington. I think I, I don't necessarily buy the prevailing narrative that he struggled substantially. I think he's going to get a whole first half. He's going to get a series into the third quarter. You want him to protect the football. You want him to get rid of the football and not take any sacks. And you want him to attack down the football field a little more. Away from him, I want to see this defense play a little better because I don't think the numbers really show how poorly they played against Washington. They were getting gashed all over the field. They could not stop the run, which was frustrating to see. And we saw their struggles at the inside linebacker position again from Darren Lee, which is something that everyone was hoping that was going to pass for him heading into his third season. But you're going against an offense that, as much as we like to tease the Giants on this show and in general from the site, they got a lot of damn talent on that offense. Uh, And it will be a good test for this defense to go against them and hopefully put the clamps down, particularly on the running game. It would also be be nice, speaking of running games, to see the Jets actually run the ball a little bit effectively. They've basically been running in cement this entire preseason through two games. So... Basically, I want to see the team play a little better in the trenches. I think Darnold's going to be fine. I don't think there's going to be any doubt coming out of this game. He's going to be the starter against Detroit. We've been telling you since April that's going to be the case, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think defensively, I want to see a strong game from Darren Lee. I want to see Jamal Adams make an impact play. I want to see Leonard Williams get a sack. I want to see the guys that everybody's talking about as being sort of the players who are breaking through this year make some flash plays that get us more excited about this defense going forward. Is there any under-the-radar players we haven't hit on that you think could particularly you know, jump off the screen and maybe grab a roster spot, Scott? There are a couple of guys. I mean, it's not like they're a total secret at this point. Guys like Neville Hewitt, who has a chance to catch on as a backup linebacker. Frankie Louvu has a chance to stick as a backup. Trey McBride's an interesting one. Some people have said they believe that He's developed some real chemistry with Sam Darnold. I don't know that it really matters that much whether or not Trey McBride makes the team. I mean, ultimately, he'd probably be like the sixth receiver if he does. He probably deserves it, I guess. So this is an opportunity for him to make his case. And in his case, really, if he doesn't make the team, then it's his opportunity to make a case to play elsewhere. I'd like to see Chad Hansen do something for once. He's, it's weird to say he's under the radar because he's one of the guys that everybody was talking about leading into this training camp based on what he did in minicamp. And he really has done next to nothing other than the other day. I think he had a catch and a drop, but he's been very, very quiet. So that's really all I'm looking to see as far as under the radar guys off the top of my head. There aren't too many others at this point that are even... I guess it's it's weird, though, Joe, because the the term under the radar, for us, it's different than most people, I guess, because we follow this team so closely that a lot of these guys aren't even under the radar for us anymore. So I kind of have to blur the distinction between who's under the radar for us and who's under the radar for, like, the casual fan. But those are the key guys that I would say. And I'll throw in one thing, Joe, uh, what you were saying about Sam Darnold. Listen, you know that I've been doing these nightly recaps with Daryl Slater every day 
from training camp. Anybody that wants to listen, they can go to the play like a jet keep. And I don't back what you said before about Sam Darnold. Whether you agree that it's the right move or not, at this point, resistance is futile because he's going to be the starter week on barring either not on what I hope this doesn't happen, some sort of injury or some sort of disastrous performance against the Giants where he basically looks like the second coming of, uh, you know, Browning Nagel or something like that. Other than that, it's too bad whether you like it or not, it's happening. So just get ready for it. Yeah, I think some of the guys you mentioned make sense there. I think all eyes on some of these McCagnan draft picks on whether they're going to find a way to stick from Chad Hansen to our Darius Stewart to Lorenzo Malden, although he seems to already know his fate, uh, to Dylan Donahue, uh, and then to Sharon Peak, who grabbed a couple passes last week, and Brian Costello points this out in our interview, which is going to run after this conversation, but Peak is a first-teamer on all the Jets' special teams, uh, most notably their punt coverage unit, so he may actually end up sticking, and he's not someone who's been on anyone's 53-man projections, but that's actually a good point uh, from Brian and a few other people that He's a first-teamer across the board on all their special teams, so is he going to find a way to stick on the roster? And that just makes it even harder for guys like Hanson and Stewart because once you get past the top four, and I do think there is a chance that Anuwa may end up playing Friday. Not so sure about prior. Curious to see if Anuwa does actually try to get out there and get suited up at least once before the regular season. But once you get past those top four, Andre Roberts may stick as the returner. Then if you have Peak as a specialist, you have McBride, who's been better than Stewart and Hanson by a pretty wide margin this preseason. It comes down to how many receivers are you going to keep, particularly when you look at the tight end position and you have a guy like Neil Sterling who's going to make the roster, and he's really a glorified receiver listed as a tight end. So it's going to be tough on that offensive side of the football when they make the final cutdowns. But you know what? Jets-Giants, third preseason game. It's about the only preseason game that feels like a regular season game. And as we've said 874 times over the past few months, we're, of course, going to be covering and watching this game live at Willie McBride's in Hoboken, New Jersey on 6th and Grand. Hope you can come out, hang out with myself, Connor Rogers, Greg Armstrong, Clayton Smarzlock, and a, a smattering of other Jets and Giant fans. And uh, we'll be there from about 7 to 11. So come hang out. If not, we're going to record a podcast there that will quickly flip over to Scott and we'll get live first thing Saturday morning, which we're going to record at halftime on the game. We'll also be doing some Instagram stuff there. So make sure you're following us over on Instagram. Scott, final thoughts on our New York Jets before they go into their critical third preseason game. Like I said, I hate to repeat myself, but please, nobody get hurt. That's all I'm really asking. I have bad memories of guys getting hurt in this game. I mentioned a couple of them, and even from the Giants' perspective, Jason Seahorn, I believe, got hurt in a Jets-Giants game. So that's my my prevailing thought. As far as my thoughts on the team and the guys that are trying to make it, I pretty much have my decision made as to who I'd like kept, and I think there are a couple of bubble guys that you may see possibly sway one way or the other, but the key guys are basically locked in, I think, for the most part. And so, like I said, you just don't want to see anybody important get hurt. And with Darnold, let's see him continue to progress as he gets ready to start the season because, Joe, like I said, it's happening. Like it or don't like it, we can debate this all, you know, Jets Twitter can debate this forever, whether he should sit for a while or not, but he's not going to. He's going to play week one, so let's just hope that he comes out of this game in one piece and that he continues his progress towards being ready to be the starter week one. 
Stop fighting the inevitable Jet fans. Sam Darnold is going to start as a rookie, and this is a good thing, as we've uh, been saying for a while. Knock on wood, like Scott said, that everyone stays healthy against the Giants. That's really all that matters. Get out of that game clean. Get through that insufferable, meaningless game against the Eagles on Thursday night. And then we're a little over a week out from uh, Monday Night Football. Jets line, 7.10 p.m. kickoff, uh, which we are obviously very excited about. All right, we're now going to jump into our interview with Brian Costello of the New York Post to wrap up New York Jets training camp. So, Brian, training camp wrapped up today. What would you say, outside of the quarterback competition and Sam Darnold, which we'll get to in a little bit, what were your top takeaways about this football team coming out of camp? What's going to stick with you from this past summer? They have more depth than they've had in past years. Obviously, they've been going through this rebuilding process now for a while, even before the rebuilding process was kind of a patchwork year 2015 and 16, they haven't really had much depth in those years. I think there's some depth this year. Uh, on defense, the defensive line, while not as strong, not at the top as it used to be, uh, they got some depth there. At linebacker, I think they have some depth. Um, you know, cornerback, I think there's some depth. So that, that stands out to me that it's sort of year four of the McCagnan Bowles era. I think they're starting to get more of their guys in now and starting to be able to build that depth, so that should help. The other thing is um, it was relatively injury-free. You know, they had a lot of minor injuries throughout camp, winter, Beecham, being standouts. But other than McClendon, I don't think any of these injuries really are going to bleed into the season, uh, something you're always looking for. And, uh, you know, another thing that kind of stood out to me is other than the practices with the Redskins, there really haven't been many fights in this camp. So they seem like a, a team that kind of gets along right now. We'll see if they get some losses, if what happens. But you remember you know, a few years ago, the Marshall Reeves fight. There's only fights in training camp. Really the only fights this year were with the Redskins. So that kind of stood out to me. With Sam Darnold, we've heard a lot of hype. Obviously, Jet fans are more excited than they've been about the quarterback position in a long time. You've watched him day in and day out. Have you has he exceeded your expectations being the third overall pick in the draft? Uh, considering his age, has he met your expectations? What what has been your impressions of him overall? Yeah, I think he's exceeded. You know, I was a big Darnold fan from last year watching him. I thought he was the best quarterback, and I really liked him throughout the whole draft process. Um, but you know, for a rookie to come in and as smoothly as he has make this transition is just so impressive and. He really hasn't had a bad day, which is surprising. Like I can remember clearly a day in 2013 where Gino like threw like three interceptions in practice, and I think Rex with that, which which stands out my memory. And you know, but you kind of expect that from a young quarterback, but he he hasn't had that. The interceptions he's thrown uh, mainly been on deep balls or tips passes. Like he hasn't really had a terrible practice. So far, and he, he missed, even the first day, you know, he came in after missing the three days, and you know, he signed his contract at like one fifteen, and he's on the field at two. There's no time for him to have a meeting or refresher on the offense. He walked out there and he looked like he had been there for for a few days, and he was going off a of memory. So he's just been very impressive. How quickly he learned the playbook and just decision making. You know, I knew he had physical gifts, but the decision making has been really impressive. Do you think at this point, barring something unforeseen or some type of meltdown or injury, there is any way he is not the starting quarterback when they open the season against Detroit week one? No, I think he's a starter. 
you know, I felt that way now. Um, you know, probably since the Falcons preseason game, he went out and looked good that night, and I thought that was kind of the last test for him to look good in the preseason game. And it's just kind of the momentum has been from there. And talking to the players, you talk to Josh McCown or Teddy Bridgewater, you can kind of hear the resignation in their voice. They they know. They know that this guy's the future, and the Jets weren't going to rush him, but there's no need to hold them back. They can start now, and people talk about, oh, there's three games in 11 days, or, you know, do you want to do that to a rookie? This kid is not your typical 21-year-old rookie. I don't think anything is going to phase him. He was through the grind of last year at USC. You know, think about what he went through. Coming off that Penn State Rose Bowl win, he was the biggest star in college football. The season didn't really go that well for him, you know, as well as people expected. So he's been throughout a lot of stuff already before he got to the NFL. So I think he, he can handle anything. I think Mike McCagney described him as unflappable the other day on the radio. I think that's a perfect description for him. He seems like he can handle everything. So I, I don't see any issues with throwing him in to the deep end here to start the season. As it stands right now, who is going to be your biggest surprise? And let's frame surprise as someone that no one was talking about before training camp starting to make the 53-man roster on the offensive side of the football and on the defensive side of the football. Okay, yeah, offensive, I'd go with Trey McBride. Uh, you know, fans saw him last week against the Redskins with those two third-down catches. He's been running with the first team a lot. I think he's benefited from uh, Quincy having a hand injury and uh, prior being held back a little bit. He got a lot of reps. I think the team likes what, he, what they see from him. So I, I think he's kind of a surprise. I would also, like, throw one other one in there. Kind of, this is a kind of special team surprise. Sharon Peak is a guy where no, where no one's really talking about. And obviously, he's a draft pick's been on the team before, but I don't think people would have expected him to make the team. But he's, I noticed last week, he's on every special team, first team. So I think he's going to make it. Defensively, my guy would be Frankie Luvu, uh, the outside linebacker. You know, I didn't know much about him. Uh, obviously, undrafted free agent at Washington State, but he's been a lot of time with the first team, and to me, he's been their most dynamic pass rusher during training camp. Uh, he's the fastest. You know, I think there's probably some holes in his game. That's why he's undrafted free agent, but I do think he's going to have a role on the team. He's going to be in there on some pass rushing downs. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about Peak and something that you pointed out last week, that there is a role for him if he's going to be the first gunner on the punt team, and he's going to be on the first unit across the board there. And it's something that's easy to overlook because he's been banged up, and he's certainly not someone who's going to be one of their top three or four receivers on the offense. But when you get down to splitting hairs on who's going to stick in that five, six, seven slot, are we looking at a situation then with Peak making the roster that both Ardarius Stewart and Chad Hansen might not make this team? Yeah, I mean, Stewart, they get a kind of a mulligan on, right? He's suspended. So he they don't have to make a decision on him until week three. Hanson is a tough one for me. I mean, that guy was great in the spring. Like, we all, um, you know, the fans know, we were all hyping him up in the spring because he had a really, really strong spring. He just hasn't really done much this summer. So I find it hard to believe McCacken is going to cut one of his draft picks in year two. That's just not the way he really does things. I think maybe Jarvis Harrison is the only guy that ever got that treatment. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of receivers. I, I just It's going to be fascinating to see how this shakes out and how he how they actually pair this down. Uh, you know, I'd still be surprised if Hanson's on the roster, but 
numbers are like dictated, you know, because you need a kick returner, a punt returner, and Andre Roberts looks like he's going to be that guy right now. So uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what the cuts are at wide receiver. What do you think are the biggest problematic areas for this team heading into the season? Of course, there's a lot of optimism around Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams. This is still not a roster that's expected to be a playoff team. What are the main areas yeah. that are going to hold them back this season? The trenches, to me, both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I think defensively, uh, you know, they don't have that pass rusher still uh, that's going to come off the edge and just get you 10 sacks. Uh, you know, Dodd Bowles is going to have to scheme things up to get a pass rush again. You know, as promising as Lulu looks, you know, you can't count on much from him. He's an undrafted free agent. If they get something from him, that's a huge bonus. But to me, you can't count on that. No one's really emerged at that spot and said, this, you know, hey, I'm going to take this job. And then, um, you know, defensive line-wise, I, I really like Mason Shepard, the rookie, and obviously Leonard's there. Um, you know, I just question some they already been run on a little bit in Washington. Uh, you know, is that going to be a problem? Uh, I think the run defense is the huge, you know, such a huge part of everything. We've seen that year after year. You can't really be a good defense if you can't stop the run. And then offensively, I still have questions about this offensive line. You know, the only difference they made was at center with Spencer Long, and then I think they're hoping Rick Dennison makes a big difference coaching them and Jeremy Bates with the scheme. But I'm not sure about that. To me, those are the biggest question marks right now. All right, last question before we let you go, Brian. As it stands right now, and of course things can change over the next couple of weeks and things could change with who they play on the schedule, but if someone asks you today, this team's been 5-11 and 11 the past two years, obviously they've had a pretty big offseason, where does their final record slot in at? What, what are your expectations record-wise for the 2018 team? Well, anyway, reading you the other day, no, I still have kind of lower expectations than most people for this team. I love Sam Donald a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't know if he's going to be good as a rookie. How many rookie quarterbacks come in and win a lot of games? So to me, they're still in the neighborhood of five and eleven, six and ten. I think if everything breaks right for this team, eight and eight, you know, is a possibility. But I, I, I'm, I'm not going to bet on that. To me, it's still in that range of five and eleven, six and ten that area, just because um, you know, I think they're trending in the right direction, but I think there's still a lot of roster holes like we talked about, and whenever you have a rookie quarterback, that makes me a little bit nervous. All right, Brian Costello, New York Post. Everyone make sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, Brian, thanks again for joining us, and we will talk again during this season. All right, thanks for having me.